Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome to the Stefan Eli podcast. On today's episode, I was reunited once again with my soul brother, Ivan Mentes. This episode is all about letting go. We structured it around a book called Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. It's a beautiful book by a guy named David Hawkins. And it's all about how we can utilize the mechanism of surrender and letting go to our own thoughts, emotions and feelings so that we can experience greater bliss, joy and happiness in our lives. Me and Ivan discussed this book, but then the conversation really led into just us talking about how we have personally utilized this technique, the letting go technique, uh, to achieve greater happiness and peace in our own lives. And we told some stories connecting to this topic and much more. So I am truly excited to share this episode with you guys, me and Ivan speaking on the topic of letting go and how you can do it as well. But right before I start, I want to share with you a few of the projects that I have going on right now. So first on the list is the fact that my EP Dimensions is out on all platforms. Whether you listen on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever, Dimensions is out. And I would truly appreciate it if you wanted to help out. And if you feel called to listen to the album or share it, stream it as much as you can, tell your friends, post it on Instagram. It all really helps a lot when it comes to Uh, getting the music out there and making it reach the ears of more people so dimensions is out if you feel called to help you can do so by sharing and listening uh, also uh, my website is up stefan early stefan early no commas dot life and on there you can Subscribe to my email list and that will grant you the free Dimensions ebook, which I put together for you guys. It has some pictures, it has all the lyrics, song contemplations, uh, there is a poem in there and the credits and all sorts of cool stuff. And you will get this ebook for free if you just go on my website and sign up for the email list. Uh, you could also hit me up on Instagram or where, where, wherever to send me your email and I will get this to you right away um, also my Patreon is back live if you want to support me uh, you can do so by going on patreon.com slash Stefan and on there you will find unreleased music exclusive poetry posts written posts I will have some videos of me playing songs live and more cool stuff so it's really exclusive content And for only $2 a month or $6 a month, those are the two different tiers, you can subscribe to the Patreon and it truly helps out a lot. So, without further ado, let's start today's episode with Ivan Mendes and I speaking about letting go. Big blessing. So here we are, back again, me and the beautiful Ivan Mendes. How are you doing, brother? I'm very good, thank you, and I'm happy to be back. That's good. Yeah, so today's topic is the topic of letting go. And we're going to explore different facets of this topics, topic and different ways that the two of us have implemented this in our lives. And I think it would be powerful to maybe start with you, Ivan, to tell us about how you've been using the practice of letting go lately. Okay, so 
Stefan, I would like to start with us practicing a little bit what we are preaching right now and uh, just taking a few seconds to let go of any expectations that this will be a, a great podcast episode. Exactly. <laughs> so let's close our eyes. Take a deep breath in through the nose. And release. So this concept of letting go has been for me probably the simplest yet the most powerful thing that I have encountered in a in a long time. And it has come into my life and into my awareness uh, through this book that I know that we have both read yes. by this point. It's called Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins. And um, essentially, it's this idea or concept or method of cultivating awareness for reoccurring patterns that arise within us. It might be emotions, it might be stories we have about ourselves, it might be thoughts we have towards other people, towards ourselves, anything basically. And the concept of when it arises, instead of repressing it down into the psyche mm -hmm. or expressing it outwardly mm -hmm. like in anger towards somebody else or or whatever you do try to escape it with some kind of means it's the simple mechanism of letting it come up being aware of it and importantly not labeling it as good or bad mm -hmm. or anything else, simply letting it run its course. And we find that when we let this come up, whatever this is, that when we just let it be, it it burns itself out eventually. Mm -hmm. Let's say the, the, this, this energy of the thought or the emotion or the pattern, when we just let it radiate for a while, it just loses its power and then like shuts down. As opposed to when we, for example, start thinking about it compulsively, we give more power to it. You know, this, uh, this thing comes up and we start thinking like, oh, what's going on? I shouldn't be thinking about this. or uh, and, yep. and it starts to gain power. And, and like I said, this can be an emotion or a thought pattern or, or whatever, a life story that we hold within ourselves. Yep. And these things can come up again and again and again and again until... We let them go. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, this has been a very powerful practice lately because, I mean, I have been doing meditation and I have been doing, you know, a lot of reading and, and working on myself as a person and my relationship for a long time. But for some reason, you know, it's funny sometimes that so, but somebody like Dr. Hawking's in this 
uh, instance, has a way of bringing something into light that makes something so clear to yep. you, you know. Uh, the same thing can be said over and over about, you know, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. But somebody like him comes along and, and says it so clearly that you can like, ah, oh, yes, you understand it. Because what he is saying is coming from such a from such a deep understanding of what he is talking about. Yes. And so. As I started to read this book, I, I, I realized that I, I had a lot of stuff that I was holding on to. And um, and I think I have effectively managed to get rid of a lot of negative, you know, I'm, I'm doing quotation marks here yep. in the air because <laughs> some people are listening, uh, <laughs> negative stuff. As you know, I would think to myself, like, you know, I don't I don't really get angry a lot and I don't shout at people and I don't get irritated that often. And I don't get into fights like physical violence or, or, or not even, you know, mental violence or emotional violence. So I, I felt like hmm, I, I have managed to let a lot of these things go in my life. But I realized that there were other things that I was holding on to in my life. Um, and oftentimes things that we would label as positive things, mm -hmm. like positive thinking or positive mind patterns. And that would be ideas like Ivan Mendes always smiles when he sees another person. <laughs> or Ivan Mendes... Is always when you meet him, he is always, you know, in a good mood mm -hmm. and, and, and he is always ready to help and, and he's diligent and he's hardworking and he's very spiritual. And um, yeah, and you know, he's very, you know, physical and he's in good shape and, and he doesn't talk badly about other people. And, and even Mendes is a, is a musician, you know, he makes music and uh, he's very compassionate. And all of these things, and, and since we touched on my story a little bit yep. in our last conversation, and, and my story, you know, as well, there's like, yeah, he's coming from, he's coming from all this hardship, and, and he has learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And now he is transformed. He is totally transformed, and, and he's a new person. And uh, <laughs> he's proud of that. <laughs> you know, all, all of these things that, that, that were kind of accumulating what we would call positive things. Mm -hmm. um, and and I felt that when I encountered this mechanism of letting go, and that, that I realized, like, wow, these things are really starting to pile up. Like, these things are really starting to take a lot of space in my mind and in my life. And with all of these ideas and all of these patterns come all kinds of other secondary thoughts and emotions. You know, what happens if Ivan Mendes is not in a good mood today? And what happens if he doesn't smile and he's kind of thinking about something and, you you know, he meets somebody in the hallway and, oh, I was going to smile, but I accidentally did like that nervous twitch thing of like... <laughs> like uh, and, and then, oh, what happens? 
Then another thought kicks in of like, oh man, I didn't smile at that person. Maybe that person now thinks that I'm in a bad mood. And that gives some kind of a skewed image of how Mm -hmm. I want to portray myself in the world. Or, you know, any type of thing that, you know, if I would feel tired and I wasn't able to give all this energy that I want to give to people and all this positive thing, I would start beating myself up and feeling bad about not being the perfect version of myself that I wanted to be or not being productive today mm-hmm. or, you know, my diet didn't go exactly like I wanted this week. So I would start blaming myself like, oh, you're always talking about how uh, you are into the diet and the nutrition and the movement and now you've just been doing nothing and you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> and, and coming from the point of uh, when you start to do all this awareness work and you start to be aware of your thoughts, you even get into what you feel like is a, a, a third-hand emotion or thought pattern. Mm-hmm. So you start to feel bad about feeling bad about not being as good as you should be, you know. Yes. So it becomes a, a chain of events. And and you're just sitting there and kind of just like, oh, wow. I mean, I feel so bad about not being perfect. And I know I shouldn't be feeling bad about feeling bad. You know, why am I feeling bad about feeling bad about feeling bad? <laughs> <laughs> and all of this stuff starts piling up. And it takes so much mind power and it takes so much life force Mm -hmm. away from you to hold all of these stories about yourself, to hold up all of these images you have about yourself, all of these ideas that eventually you're just like a computer and the CPU is running at like... 97% the whole time and everything is starting to lag and everything is starting to run like really rigidly because there's no free space anymore to just be. Yes. And I started to realize this and, and utilize this mechanism of simply when I had an idea that came up or a thought pattern or anything, whatever it was, any of the things that I've talked about before, I would simply feel it, and then, I like this term of, I would offer it to the divinity, you know, let it go to the divinity, and like, ah, okay, I feel feel this, it's neither good or bad, it's just, it's a feeling, it's an idea, and then, yeah, let's just let that go, you know, let's, let, let's just let it float out to divinity, and... As I started doing this, I felt more and more mind space open up and more and more energy freed within myself. And as opposed to trying so hard to be this idea of me that I wanted to be, I could simply relax and just be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this has been my journey over the last few weeks and i actually finished reading this book yesterday and and i realized that this is probably one of those books that i you know i could consider to be one of my favorites in life so far yes it's a 
it's very simple, very powerful, and you know, it's one of these things that that's that's so simple that it's easy to overlook. Yeah. You know, it's easy to just like see through it because it's you know, it's such a simple mechanism. Yeah, and and for people listening for this book, you can both find it on Audible or buy it. It's called Yeah, Letting Go. Uh, but there are also great study notes online that I was uh, taking notes from after I read the book, which go through the different chapters and the core concepts. So if, if people want to get a idea of what this mechanism and, and what this letting go technique is about, you can find the study notes as well. Yes. But yes, ju- just like you pointed out earlier with these ways of dealing with feelings that all create pressure within ourselves or uh, or really uh, keep the feeling in it happens the same if we hold on to this idea of who we are so tightly it creates such pressure to live up to the standard that we've created for ourselves and yeah i would like to maybe uh, shed a little bit of light on these ways of dealing with feelings and emotions that you mentioned earlier the the first one he highlights in the book is this suppression or repression which is suppression is the conscious act of putting an emotion down and repression is when it happens unconsciously but this you know inevitably inevitably creates uh, irritability and mood swings and 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 different things that maybe you don't notice because you're boiling them down the emotions and not looking at them you're not cultivating the awareness to take a look at these emotions and see see them for what they truly are and then there's a myth in our culture i think that expressing feelings will completely get rid will rid you of the feeling like if you express the feeling you have let it go is is a idea that we might have like okay if i put it out there if i speak it through if i express it then i have released it but Mm -hmm. the truth is that expressing the feeling can release a portion of it but it Mm -hmm. ends up uh making the feeling produce like uh, the feeling produces more of itself because when you get into the habit of expressing a feeling you start Mm -hmm. expressing it more and more just like we see with uh anger like people that are angry they don't just like shout one time and they've gotten rid of the anger if you get into the habit of shouting at people it 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 just builds up and you Mm -hmm. start experiencing more of it yeah and then yeah that the last one that you mentioned is escaping the feeling, which we, of course, do through our phones or through the television or through alcohol or drugs or food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we all know that this does not lead to uh, you being free from the feeling. It might serve in uh, the time that you do it for a little bit if it's overwhelming to escape it, but mm-hmm. it will never rid you of the feeling. And so... Yeah, the the letting go of it by consciously looking at it and, and letting it be and not condem- condemning it or putting a label is ultimately the only way for the feeling to pass. Yes. So I think we should maybe touch on on all of these lightly. 
Um, the first one was um, repressing the feeling. Yeah. And I mean, I think this kind of ties together with what I was saying that uh, when we start to have these feelings and we have the idea that we shouldn't be feeling those feelings because mm -hmm. these feelings are inherently bad. We put the label on them that, oh, this feeling is bad. I should not be feeling it. Or we might have the idea that, oh, a person like me shouldn't have those feelings. Mm -hmm. Or we have some type of a related feeling to that, like, oh, oh, after all of uh, this meditation and the retreats that I've gone on and the books I've read, I'm still having these feelings and uh, it's not good. So we kind of like push them down into the cellar, you know, mm -hmm. try to shove them into the shadow, if you will. Yep. And, and we all know that uh, by putting these things down into the subconscious, like pressing them down into the shadowy places of ourselves, they tend to start festering. They tend to start kind of growing in this dark, moist atmosphere of, of the subconscious. And they start to look very scary and they they gain strength over us. And we 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 feel ashamed for these shadows. It's something that we don't want people to see because... It's a it's a part of ourselves that we are denying. Yeah. It's something that we don't want to share with the world. And denying a part of yourself is it, it hurts, you know, because you know, you know intele intellectually of course that this is in you and it is a part of yourself, but you don't want it to be a part of yourself. So you somehow are condemning yourself to be you know, bad, you're not as good as you should be, you're, a, mm -hmm. you know, you're a bad boy or a bad girl, and, and you hope that nobody will find this out. And this yep. causes immense pressure on the inside, and, 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 and it causes this, it causes a lot of pain, and eventually these things will find the way to the surface, you know, they mm -hmm. always will. And sometimes when they do surface out from that imprisonment in the, in the shadows, they're even uglier than than when yeah. we try to push them down. You know, they're like a mutated version of themselves. Like, wah! Yeah, they, they jump up and you time for years to be in the shadows and yeah, exactly. And they have somehow morphed into this <laughs> monster. <laughs> and then at the at the most inconvenient time, they 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 come bursting out of the shadow, <laughs> and you're like, now you have to deal with me, and you're like, no. <laughs> so I think we can say that you know repressing emotions that's a temporary temporary solution but it's yes. always something that is going to backfire in the end is there yeah, something you want to add about the suppression yeah one thought that i have also regarding the suppression or the repression is it's probably rather for what they call the repression which is this unconscious putting down of the emotion ah, yeah is that if you don't consciously look at it, because from the perspective that you've been sharing is that you see it, but you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't have it. So mm, yes. you, you put it down. But if you do it unconsciously, we end up projecting these emotions onto other people because we don't notice that they are coming from within ourselves. And mm -hmm. so we put all the responsibility on uh, our circumstance our situation or the people around us and project you know 
the reason why you are angry is because of this person. This person made you angry. This person made me sad. Exactly. And, and that, that is one of the ways also that this is made manifest, this putting yes. the emotion down. That's a very, very good point. And, and yes, exactly. What I, I guess was describing here is when you consciously see something and you press it down. And then there is this other side of the coin when you do it kind of unconsciously. And yeah. this starts to, like you said, manifest in these projections. And, and we can kind of go into circumstances in life that might be completely neutral, you know, you, for example, walk into a social situation and you have all these ideas or these feelings that, you know, you are somehow less than somebody or, or you are not as good as everybody else or or that you are the type of person who is always, um, let's say, stressed out in social situations. You have social anxiety and all that. But, but you know, it, it, you just press it down. And, and yeah. then you start to relive these things again and again and again in new situations no matter what life brings you on the on the outside you still experience it from your own inner space yeah. as the same thing again and again and again mm-hmm. and and this is the the true definition of karma you know we have talked about this before it's it's not this well, it isn't. It isn't the simple mechanism of like what you do, you get back. It's kind of mm-hmm. like this action-reaction goes around, comes around. But yep. it's also on this individual level that what you don't deal with, what you just keep circulating within yourself, mm-hmm. is going to keep coming up, and it's going to keep staring you in the face until you resolve it. And exactly. It, <laughs> and it's not because the 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 psyche or the subconscious is a is just a a, a total uh, bastard, you know, and, yeah. and and it hates you, but it, it it is a greater intelligence than us, you know. It's not like the parent that uh, you know when you do something bad, they they just give you an excuse like, ah, oh, he's just tired. I'll cut him some slack, and I'll I'll make him learn the lesson later, mm-hmm. you know. The the force of life is is more intelligent than we can imagine, and and it gives us what we need constantly until we learn from it, because that's the only way we're going to learn from it. Yes, and it's just a matter of really when we choose to accept the lesson, because exactly. it's always there. If you if you go and and look, the lesson is always waiting for you. You you can always look within and and do this and it reminds me what you said about uh one of my favorite quotes that i originally read in the conversations with god mm. book the the one that goes what you resist persists yeah. and what you embrace you erase ah yes that's a good one that's a good one so should we speak a little bit about then the expression if we want to go through these three yeah, different ones so. here i think what so. are you what are your thoughts on this expressing? Because I shared a little bit about it, how mm-hmm. this gives actually the feeling more energy, even though it, uh, it it taps off maybe a little bit of the feeling once you do it. Yeah, 
What came to my mind as you were saying that earlier was that uh, that mechanism works a little bit like um, supply and demand in my mind. It, oh, yes. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it comes up and you express it. And you, you tap yeah. off a little bit of the energy, like, you know, you open the Coke, the shaken Coke bottle a little bit, and it's like, whoosh, but yep. it, it, you don't really let it go, you know. It's it's almost like you're saying to yourself, like, oh, there's a demand for, for this, let's make more. And, yep. and you feel when you're in that mind state, because you are partially also projecting your energy onto somebody else onto a life situation you're still in this loop eternally mm -hmm. that you are justified in expressing your anger you're justified and in, in kind of let's say vomiting this thing that's within yourself onto the outer circumstance yeah and i mean Yes, I think it has a certain merit in a controlled situation where you can go and you can express these emotions out with your body without hurting somebody else. It mm -hmm. can be uh, a powerful tool, like you go somebody, somewhere, you know, out into nature, whatever you do with your drum or you do some screaming or you, you know, bang your chest and you shake your body and you let all this tension out, then you're letting go of this buildup of energy. Yeah. But to efficiently get rid of what is producing this, you still have to let it go. And if we look at it this way, that, you know, if we're all connected, if we're all in this together, if this is all just a gigantic soup of energy and you are cultivating this within yourself, throwing it out there on somebody else, mm -hmm. that person is going to have to receive that. And in whatever state of consciousness they are in, they might either, you know, suppress it, cultivate it, or or let it go hopefully but but yeah. <laughs> they might you know throw it on somebody else and that person yeah. might throw it on somebody else and we know how uh how these things work you know you just like it it goes incrementally just like out in yeah. all directions and and then we you know th like to think to ourselves like i was justified in doing that you know like mm -hmm. but at what cost you know you might have tapped off a little bit of your energy but you just threw it on somebody else you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and we don't want to do that you you don't want to leave someone else with your problem in some kind of yeah even though if you fi find yourself justified to do so there really never is a uh what i'm trying to say is you never really have anything to justify doing this i feel like and this this takes me to the thought of of how you said that if you do this it it spreads out and it ultimately ends up uh in the collective where it uh, has an impact on so many people because you might do it to a person and they do it to the five people around them and they do it to the five pe people around them and mm. it spreads to everyone 
And it gets me thinking about this thought about if we look at the comparison between the universe and like a a bowl of water or something. Yeah. And if you drop one drop into this bowl of water, inevitably every single drop will be affected by it. You know, no, no matter how big the pool, because even though the wave... Uh, will diminish as it travels through there's still always some leftovers that all the water molecules in this bowl Mm -hmm. will be affected by this no matter how greatly or or if it's just a small thing and i feel like the universe must work in the same way that when you put something out it always ends up affecting the whole and you know sometimes it's in such a small way that you don't notice it but maybe the the whole around you your family or your friend group which is your immediate water bowl you Mm -hmm. know right Mm -hmm. around where you drop this drop might all be affected in this and then you know they will uh, spread it even wider because they don't have the same core group uh, as you and Mm -hmm. it goes out and you know then you never know when it's going to come back to you because you made this person angry and she made this person angry and it went to this one and then she came back to you mad as hell the next day you know mm. and you're just like <laughs> sitting there in your own pool of uh <laughs> disappreciation <laughs> <anger> and <laughs> anger <laughs> bubbling pool of of anger yes <laughs> or of course you know it doesn't have to be anger it can be anything any any emotion, you know, anything we put out there. And the beautiful thing in taking this model is that you can do the opposite and put out positivity. Like if you spread it out, it's going to go to everyone, really. And and even though it feels small in the moment that you are one person doing this or it's only a small group of people doing something positive, it ultimately ultimately ends up impacting so many people just like we have spoken about, for example, when we went to Grimsey and held the concert and the whole uh, festival there, that even mm-hmm. though it wasn't many of us coming together, sharing such a beautiful experience of playing music, of dancing, of experiencing nature and and connecting to humans in, in a beautiful way, that will lead to such a great effect on the whole because then we come home and we've bettered ourselves so that means you know the 10 nearest people the 10 closest people to everyone there will be affected and they will spread it out to their 10 closest and Mm. it really spreads fast it does it does indeed so the last one in these three ways that don't actually uh, help you get rid of the feeling but that we actually use for it is the mechanism of escape yeah and and that's a i think that one is a favorite you know it's a it's something that's the 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 easiest instant um yeah escape from something i mean and that is something that we do consciously and unconsciously you know we're Mm -hmm. feeling whatever we're feeling you know it can be we're feeling stressed we're feeling anxious we're feeling angry and and you know everybody wants to feel good every single human being on the surface of this planet is wanting to feel good and 
they don't want to feel bad you know we're mm-hmm. we're we're trying to we're always trying to feel a little bit more comfortable or we're trying to feel less uncomfortable so the easiest thing oftentimes to do is when we feel something arise within us and 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 I will kind of I want to connect this to because now we have been talking quite a bit about a negative emotions or some emotions that don't serve us like anger or or stress or whatever but to tie it together with uh, with what I was saying originally is that even the quotation marks in the air positive things that I was going through or experiencing within myself were in my mind positive uh, they were still causing me a lot of turbulence like inward turbulence so mm-hmm. escapism for me was sometimes uh, when I felt that I came home and I hadn't been you know as diligent as I should have been or I was feeling like a little bit less you know perfect than I would have wanted to be it would be the easiest thing for me to you know reach for reach for a, a sweet in the cupboard or mm-hmm. turn on uh, an episode or or just try anything that I could to kind of escape from this little nagging voice in the back of my mind that was saying like hey man you know you, you you're not good enough or 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 oh you know there's something that's you know calling for your attention and instead of listening to that, because we feel that, you know, looking at it, staring at it in the face and, and experiencing it, you know, it's a, it can be slightly uncomfortable because we have labeled this emotion as something negative. Yep. And it's something that, uh, you know, we don't want to look at. We 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 kind of like uh, the option of, of just <laughs> turning on an, an episode seems so much more appealing than looking mm-hmm. at this ugly little thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. it, it's it's so much more like ah oh, yeah I'll I'll, ra- I'll rather do that. And and the the funny thing is that you know with this escapism is that you know it can even be the things that we think of as good for ourselves. Physical workout, reading a self-help book, you know, doing even doing music, you know, listening to music, whatever it is, we can use basically everything to try to escape these things. And that doesn't mean that these things that we do are inherently bad or good. You know, listening mm-hmm. to something, looking at something, doing something. It does not mean those things are bad. It means that the way we are using them to escape what we don't want to look at might not be serving us in the long yes. run. Yes, well put there. I feel like this must be in our society right now the most common way of handling emotion is through escape because we see that we have really just pacified ourselves with television and now, of course, phones are really what everyone is, is looking mm-hmm. at for hours upon hours a day. And most of what we do on there is really just so that we don't have to sit somewhere with our own feelings and emotions so we can take our awareness away from that and and put it on a screen and and scroll 
infinitely through something without actually doing anything but then we can do it also in these ways that could be considered positive like watching a productive video or something Mm -hmm. but yeah i want to then introduce the question for us to uh, think about here is what is the alternative option since if, if we if you have a feeling and and you see the possibility of okay Am I going to deal with this or am I going to watch an episode on Netflix? When you have this choice, then the easier choice is to watch the episode because we know that's comfortable, it's going to be nice, and Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about this thing. But then it will just persist, like we said earlier, because if you resist it in this way, it will come again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we spoke earlier about looking at feelings and and bringing awareness to them so you can let them go but how does the normal person do this is it just about sitting down somewhere and just closing your eyes and immersing yourself in these thoughts to look at what is actually going on or what do you feel like is the practice for you if if we just go into the how you look at these things well this has been a, a continuous practice for me. Um, and it has been really, yes, I would say, you know, when you start doing this in the beginning, it can be very helpful to eliminate, you know, the noise and the the things of the outside world, to simply sit down and look at these things. And, and, and of course, this is the essence of meditation, you know, yep. this is the... This is what uh, has been practiced and and preached for thousands of years in in, in the East. Simply, it's it's put in a in a in a way that our Western mind and our modern logical scientific mind can kind of grasp in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I have been doing this, you know, is it's as simple as it sounds. Uh, when something like this arises within me. I simply let this arise within myself. And you can feel these things. I usually, when I experience something like this, it, it, it feels like it's somewhere here in the center of my being, you know, around my, around my chest. It can be, you know, in my stomach or it can be, you know, in my head. It's almost like a physical sensation Blended with uh, the the let's say the the energy body, and and you mm-hmm. can really feel these things within yourself when they come up, whether it's stress or or, or, or anger, or anxiety, or, or or an idea. You know, it's it's a it's a feeling, it's a it's a force field, and instead of labeling it with something you know creating a story around it like for example you feel a constriction in your chest you're in a social situation and you feel like you know you can't breathe as deeply anymore and and you know your hands might be starting to sweat a little bit shake a little bit and and like oh the okay this is happening right now Instead of making up 
the story or the intellectual concept that, oh, I am so stressed in this social anxiety right here, a situation right here. Mm -hmm. I am so anxious or uh, like I can't get enough oxygen into my lungs. Letting go of these labels and simply feeling this for what it is. You know, what is this? This Mm -hmm. is an... This is a constriction of your 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 uh, throat, or you know, this is some tension in your in your lower abdomen. This is like uh, excessive sweating in your palms, and simply without labeling this as a good thing or a bad thing, just let this run its course. Let it come up. Let it be. Let mm-hmm. it. Let it let it happen in your body. Let this thing, let this thing, just you know, take over for a while. Okay, okay, it's it's happening and it's happening, and yep. uh, sometimes these things are so habitual and they've been a part of ourselves for such a long time that that they come up, and we manage to let them go. And then they come up again later, you know, mm-hmm. and we have to let them go again. And this can be a continuous process of letting these things be and letting them run its course. And eventually they will start to lessen, you know, they will start to diminish. They will start to smooth out. Mm-hmm. But as long as these things come up and we let the mind kick in immediately and we start labeling these. Oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. Oh man, I'm so stressed. I have social anxiety. Oh, I, I. It's actually, you know, I'm diagnosed with, you know, this or this or and and that. We we give more power to it. We kind of establish this thing as the thing yep. that is a part of ourselves, and it always happens in these type of situations. And we start to anticipate them, and with anticipating them, they they just come more often, and and mm-hmm. and it becomes like a, a a you know established part of who we are. It's not yeah. any more um, abstract feeling in the body. It's kind of like this uh, certificate we have on the wall. You know, it's just like, yep, this is a part of me. And this always happens because I'm this type of person who always has this. And it's, you know, even it could be diagnosed by a doctor. And I, and I take medication to treat this, you know. Yep. And, and, and it, it becomes such a strong thing in our life. Yeah, and really, when we identify, with it we are not observing it in the in the way that could help us let it go but when we get behind it just like you said and and make it into an abstract thing we don't give it the label of this is my depression this is my anxiety kicking in but Mm. we rather put ourselves behind what is happening where we can observe oh okay in this human's body the palms are sweaty in this moment and the throat is tensed up Hmm. but when you take yourself kind of behind the scene and and look at it uh, that's where you have the power to to uh, i feel like that's where the power lies to let it go because when you're not identified with it uh, you're not really connected with it and that ties to the concept in letting go really means that you're not attached to the outcome Mm. if it goes 
good with quotation marks that's fine if it goes bad that's fine as well because if i let it go i don't care what happens to it it just can go its course and when you don't care about it that's when it goes in a good way just like this uh <laughs> this classic example that probably everyone has thought about when they were teenagers like there is a girl that you like mm, and yeah. And you are really putting effort into impressing this girl because you care so much about getting her. You're you're so invested in the outcome. So you're trying and you're trying to impress her with all the ways you can. And you can see she never even looks at you like she could not. (laughs) She could not care less about this guy. But then the second you let go that that's when she comes knocking on your door. Like we've all experienced this in some form uh, in our life and it, mm. it does not have to be in the romantic game like this it could be whatever but releasing the attachment is the letting go and that's when you instead of trying to force the river to go a certain way you just go with the flow mm. and when you let it flow it finds its way exactly yeah you you stop trying to grasp everything in your in your hands and you stop trying to direct things into the way that you want them to go and you simply let them run its natural course mm-hmm. and exactly if we expand on that example that you gave right there you know it, it is this weird phenomenon that uh when you feel that you're when you feel another person is trying so hard to somehow force something into reality so hard to try to you know get a get a compliment or or, or try to impress you or or, or whatever mm-hmm. there is something in you you that kind of like hmm, i'm not going to give it to them because you know yeah. they're they're trying so hard to get it and i i don't want to i don't want to give it to them but i just want to watch them suffer <laughs> yeah and and keep and, on trying keep on trying keep on trying so, you know they're trying to fish for something um but <laughs> when a person simply is doing the thing for the thing itself out of joy out of you know the enjoyment of doing the thing you you Mm -hmm. you feel like you know it's it's just second nature you 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 turn to that person and you're like wow that's really cool that's really awesome you know Mm -hmm. and it's this um it's this sense of of ease that comes to whatever you do when you let go of this attachment to the outcome of the situation because when we have this polarity of, you know, I hope the situation goes good. I hope it doesn't mm-hmm. go bad. You're starting to try to direct the flow of it. You're yeah. starting to direct the flow of the conversation. You're trying to direct the situation you are in into a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. And and we both know this by being musicians on stage or speaking in front of people that when you try too hard you somehow end up with the anti-version of what you wanted it to be because it's so unnatural and it's so forced it's Mm -hmm. so you know 
you, you you arrive at a certain conclusion and 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 it's not what you hoped it would be because you tried so hard to bang it with a hammer into what it should look like that it <laughs> that it's uh yeah it's 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 shit <laughs> <laughs> simple as that yeah. we cracked the code <laughs> yeah, sorry that was the only word that, that wanted to come out <laughs> <laughs> yeah because when we have a desire for something mm. uh, what we are really telling the universe is that we don't have it so mm. If you really want it to go a certain way, that means that it ha has not gone this way yet. Because, uh, it, yeah, wh when you desire, that means that you don't have it yet. For example, if you desire a relationship, you are radiating the energy of someone who does not have it because I need to get it. Mm -hmm. But the antidote for this is gratitude. That is when we either look at the things that we do have or the things that we would want and instead of putting ourselves in this grasping and grabbing of trying to get something and mm -hmm. trying to force it by getting it with our hands rather if we go into the practice of gratitude and are just thankful for things being the way they are and this is uh, one one of the really the core principles in manifestation is to feel gratitude for something that has not been made manifest in the material realm yet but if you if you radiate out the gratitude that's that's the signature of having that's the mm. signature of it already is this way and exactly. when that's what you put out inevitably the universe will just follow you know if you if you put it out this way there's no other way but for the for it to be exactly because you can't you can't really be grateful for something that does not exist even though it might not exist right in front of your eyes in this moment mm -hmm. it, it exists in a different space of possibility yes exactly and that's the that's one of the interesting things that you find is that exactly when we are in this space of 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 not having of of wanting of desiring something we are radiating this force of of neediness because we feel like we don't have enough we feel like we mm -hmm. want we feel like you know the next thing that i will get you know that will make me complete but as we both know that you know there is no outward thing that is going to make you complete you know you already are you already are everything you need to be you already have everything you need to be it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and uh go out and experience and, and acquire experience and meet new people and and make beautiful things in life but it just means that the things that you do are not coming from this place of trying to fulfill a void within yourself yeah well said and this leads me to think about what we have spoken of many times and has really been the most prevalent paradox in my life which is the balance between 
being not attached to the outcome, but still putting your best effort into making <laughs> it what you want it to be. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we all know that if you just sit somewhere doing nothing all day, that then you won't, for example, write a song. Like there won't be a song that creates itself. You need to put in effort in the best way you can to make a thing happen or you know it can be whatever be it practicing for sports or or creating what type of art that you wish but where does the balance lie because i it seems that you know being attached to the outcome no, no mm-hmm. not attached to the outcome yields the best results uh but still you want the outcome to be the best you could make because if you're entirely not attached to it at all then uh you 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 can't put your intention into it because you don't give a shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you you get the idea that i'm i'm saying here yes but i feel like at least for me i've not come to even though i've thought about this dozens of time i've never come to a conclusion other than that i put my clearest intention of what i would wish out there mm-hmm. and and then i just gotta hand it over to the universe say okay this is my wish i i, I let it go and and you can take care of this and and you know make it whatever you wish if you want to go with me on this mm-hmm. please i would love it but uh, go ahead and and do as you wish, Mr. Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Um, yeah, I can expand on that. Um, I feel, in my own experience, is that when I have been very attached to the outcome of something that I'm doing, whether it's a piece of music or, or poetry or... A, philosophical talk or or whatever you know if the motivation behind me doing the thing that i am doing is that i want to get praise for it or i want it to somehow be a piece in you know like a crown piece in my in my crown a jewel in my crown and add to this idea of myself it yeah. it gets skewed. The creative force somehow doesn't translate through me in an efficient way. And I mean, I think like everybody, when you start to practice this letting go technique or or start to practice meditation and you start letting go of all these thoughts and patterns that you have about yourself, you might have the initial fear or the idea that's like oh but if i just go let go of all of my desires and let go of all the ideas i have about myself there will be nothing left and i will Mm -hmm. just be sitting somewhere on a rock doing nothing (laughs) because i'm because i'm so happy with all i have and everything i have to be i already am and everything i have to have i I already have and you know and and it's just going to be nothing But the strange thing is, like I said in the beginning, is that when you let go of many of these things, you're not anymore in this struggle trying so hard to be yourself. 
You simply are yourself. Mm-hmm. And this relaxation comes over you. And, and yes, maybe initially this might be a period of less productivity for you because uh, you, whoever you are, me, you, a person who's listening, the things that you have been doing, they might have been primarily fueled by this uh, wish to be recognized or wish to be appreciated. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have this go-getter you know, enthusiastic attitude of like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get it and I'm going to show the world who I am. And and mm-hmm. again, I would like to point out that that's not a good thing or a bad thing. We simply are asking ourselves the question, does this serve me? Mm-hmm. And you might get the thing that you're trying to acquire, but how do you get it? At what cost do you feel satisfied when you get it do you feel like it fulfills you truly like you thought it would be do you feel like you know when you get that thing you 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 feel like uh, oh no i can just relax and everything's gonna be good possibly not because the feeling itself that you have this force field that you have generated within yourself that you need to prove yourself that you need to get recognition it will never ever be satiated. It will always mm-hmm. stay hungry because the name of this game, the name of this entity that's running you is, you know, I want recognition. I want to have this. I want this. And you can't just like feed it one meal and it's like, okay, now I'm something else. It's, yeah. It is in itself a force that's propelling you forwards. And like I said, yes, it can indeed get you to many interesting places. But in the long run, it can also get you burned out quite mm-hmm. quickly. And I know that both of us has, have experienced this as creators and as guys who are very, you know, we, we were sometimes very ambitious and we want to, you know, convey so many ideas and we want to you know, give so much to the world and we have all these ideas of what we want to uh, achieve in this lifetime. And we, mm-hmm. I know we have, we've talked about this before. We have both gone through this process of like doing, 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 and then we get super tired and we're like, uh, lay back and, and you're like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so burned out right now. But coming back to the fact that Okay, if we let go of all these things, are we then just going to sit around and do nothing? No. It means that exactly when these things are let go, the, let's say, the the filter that we are, this human human meat suit, like we sometimes call (laughs) it, this body, it becomes in a way a little bit clearer and we can receive this creative force that comes from everywhere that comes from the you know the universe itself this extension of the creative force of the universe that we are and we can mm-hmm. receive that and we can translate it in a in a more clear way in a less selfish way we not, might not anymore 
be trying to create to get something selfishly for ourselves or trying to prove something, uh, we might start when we relax like, oh, wow, this is a really beautiful tree that's here in front of me. I've never, I've never realized how beautiful this is. I've always been so much in a hurry to get to, you know, the studio or to get to work that I haven't had time to realize how beautiful this is. And like, wow, I want to write a song about this tree. And you, you know, you take your instrument and you create something beautiful from this place within yourself. And then somebody else hears that creation and it's like, wow, this inspires so much beauty mm-hmm. in me. And, and, and it makes me feel peace. Sorry, it makes me feel peaceful. And that's the thing. When we manage to relax into the state of being, we start to appreciate the beauty of the world around us more. And we start to appreciate the love of people around us. We start to sense the divine presence of others. We're not anymore treating other people like a stepping stone to the way of our goal, you know. Oh, how can I use this person to, you know, get to what I, where I want to be? How can this person be of use to me in my, in my journey? No, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, divine connection to another human being. And it might inspire us. It might, you know, lead to us uh, creating artwork that is inspired by this connection or this situation that we are in right now. And like we talked about before, when we put that out into the universe, that is going to inspire other people in that way. So instead of thinking about this as something that, you know, oh, if I relinquish all my desires and my ideas about myself, then there will be nothing left. No, it's more of that when you get out of your own way, with all of these ideas and and attachments, you can have so much more energy and creative force running through you. And you're so much more receptive to the inspiration that's around you. And, And you're not thinking about how to use all these things to benefit yourself. You're truly coming from the place of how can I benefit all of this Mm -hmm. yes wow so many (laughs) so many thoughts came to mind while you were saying this really the first one is where where you're coming from matters so much in this because if you are coming from the place of doing things for something that you will gain out of it if you're doing if you're making the song because you want people to buy your album or if you're making it because you need people's recognition then that monster will never be satiated just like you said it it just keeps on wanting to eat more and more and more and you just find yourself in this loop again and again and again you create a billion songs or you do a billion things but they never fill this void but if we do it out of the inherent joy for the creative process exactly just to immerse yourself in the creation of this song Hmm. that's where it completely fills you and and this is really where you find yourself in the flow state like you're not 
concerned about anything other than just being really dissolved in the creation that is happening now. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the practices that I use in my morning meditation is the letting go of myself in the sense of I, I visualize myself dissolving out into the collective where I let go of the focus of my ego's desire to be recognized or to be perceived in a certain way and Mm. see what people think about me or anything of that sort. And I dissolve myself in the service of the whole. I, the, the line that I say is, is something along the lines of, I don't let my own ego get in the way for me doing what benefits the whole in the greatest way. Yes. And when you can put yourself in this state of being, that's where the magic happens. Because inevitably, what benefits the whole in the greatest way also is what benefits you in the greatest way. Because you are a part of the whole. Exactly. And and we can look at this on the matter of, no, in the through the lens of society, how you as one person are the cell, are, are a cell in the organism of the society or are an organ in the organism of the family. <laughs> and, and just like we see with our own bodies, if one thing is out of whack, it affects the whole thing. Like if, you, if your heart is not pumping correctly, your whole body is affected by that. If your mind is not operating optimally, the mm-hmm. whole body is uh affected by that and that goes both ways if you can improve your brain health the whole body will receive that as well so if we if we detach the egoic perspective of me as only myself and the others the world has nothing to do with me that's that's when we get caught in these loops but when we can dissolve ourselves into the whole is when we really find the joy and we find the fulfillment and we find the peace. And to connect on what you said earlier about being detached does not have to mean that you are not participating in the world. Like it doesn't mean that you have to sit somewhere on a rock mm-hmm. completely, completely detached for, from everything. You can detach yourself but still decide to act if you maintain the awareness, if you can put yourself in any situation and still have this awareness of, oh, okay, I know the truth in this and that gives me freedom to experience it fully. Like I know that uh, Alan Watts was talking about this at some point in time where... This is where the true freedom is found when you are detached, but still you decide to go into the experience because that's when you get it unfiltered. Like that's when you Mm. can, he was talking about that you can have the most erotic sex in the world (laughs) without without being attached to it at all. uh, When you see it for what it truly is in the sense then first you aren't worried about you know am i going to perform in a certain way is it mm-hmm. is he going to think about me uh, in some way after this you can completely 
immerse yourself in the experience and that's where you first start to really experience life exactly that's where you get life unfiltered you know yeah. that's where you get the the whole picture without any filter without any idea because like we know the, like these labels that we put on situations on people on life they they can be useful to help us categorize life but they can also very effectively strip away the true magic of things you know when you when you look at a tree and you're already thinking like oh yeah it's a tree it's a bird's mm -hmm. tree mm -hmm. it looks like it's you know it's trees uh, leaves are falling and uh, you know yeah okay i've seen a bunch of these before and yeah this one is probably you know not even the prettiest one i've seen uh, <laughs> you know you, you, you you're intellectually experiencing the tree mm -hmm. but you are not completely absorbing the presence of this beautiful living organism you're experiencing mm -hmm. it from your head from the ideas of all the trees that you've had have seen before in your life from what you've known about trees for how it looks right now but you're not experiencing the essence of yep. this beautiful miracle that is that nature reached out something that looks like an arm from the depths <laughs> of the earth and spread into like all directions and is like collecting this power of the sun through mm -hmm. little like green things that grow on the branches and helps the organism produce sugar that helps it survive and it takes our carbon dioxide and turns it back into oxygen and yeah. this is a an amazing thing and you know people can have their opinions about hugging trees but <laughs> try going out there and letting go of all your thoughts about what a tree is and go out there and feel the presence of a tree yeah. and feel what it really is it's a beautiful expression of the life force and it's and it's nothing short of miraculous and magic And when you can get, let go of these labels of life, you truly start to see life unfiltered. It's and all of its beauty. Yes, and this intellect, the intellectual labeling and and filtration system, mm -hmm. really is effective when it comes to survival. Because when the human race was making its way out of the the animal uh, really just through our evolution the mm. fact that you're not too worried about every single tree and experiencing it fully was a great benefit because then you could be more focused on not being hunted by prey or you know mm, yes. finding shelter for the night but in our modern world we have made it past or at least have made it to a place where we could move past these primal survival mechanisms that we have. But it has happened in such a rapid way that mm. the resources that we have have gone so much higher than the capacity of the human body and mind to evolve mm -hmm. that 
we are still so trapped in the survival instincts and really we can see that being made manifest in our obsession for working to obtain money in the sense that we spend most of our days just sustaining us so we can have food and shelter like mm. that that is that are, that are the basics of the survival pyramid like do you have food and shelter and we spend most of our days still acquiring that yes. uh, whereas if we would use our resources in a smart way that would not have to be like this you know we we could mandate so many of the jobs that we have right now over to uh computers and ai and we could uh get rid of these ideas in our minds of of having to have so many things to consume and that would rid so many people of jobs where where they could think and and create Mm. but we we seem to be quite invested in keeping on in this survival mode and when you're in in that you you don't have time to look at the tree for what it is but yeah. when you get when you get behind that every single thing that you look at becomes a miracle like you you took the example of the tree but you can look at every possible thing and just you know think about it from the microscopic level that it's composed of these atoms that somehow make a molecule that is a certain uh, material that acts in this way and it's mm. all going through moving in space and time mm-hmm. which is which are concepts that we can't even wrap our minds around mm-hmm. and just the fact that there exists a tree a flower a bird a human yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. it's all you know the the craziest miracle you could ever conceive of yeah it's stranger than fiction i mean it's 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 nothing short of amazing it's a uh, it's like i said it's a uh, it's miraculous and yeah it's a good point that you touched on there it's that when we are stuck in this survival mode we are not efficiently able to create you know we are not efficiently able to experience the beauty of life let it flow through us and create something out of it to express this beauty we are stuck in exactly this survival mode of you know and 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 the survival mode is you know it might have evolved a lot from you know like ooh ooh need food ooh ooh have to find shelter (laughs) You know, and then exactly ooh, like ooh. Yeah, like exactly like you said, it's very it's it's efficient. Then when you when when the human mind can do that, you know, tree, okay, ooh, not dangerous, hmm, possibly food. But mm-hmm. as this evolves more and more and more, and now we're in survival mode, volume nine thousand or whatever you might call it, you <laughs> disguised know, it in such a great in, way. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so. Um, much more evolved right now and 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 our survival is now based on you know social status of being seen as somebody important so we can get a suitable mate that will you know be attracted to to us because we have so much you know money or we have social status or or you know whatever it might be this is still Mm -hmm. survival mode we're trying to sustain this entity this egoic being that we are and of course to a certain degree 
that is important. We we want to stay alive. We want to, you know, keep being in this physical manifestation and keep surviving. And and I'll come back to this because I think it's an important point to point out again and again and again that there is nothing here that is good or bad. You simply mm-hmm. have to ask yourself, is this serving me right now? And yes, it's going to serve you in the long run to take care of your physical body. And that doesn't, you know, because we're talking about being attached to something. And mm-hmm. it's going to serve you in the long run to, uh, you know, eat good nutrition and all that and, and, and stay, stay alive. But is it serving you to constantly chase after social status? Is it serving you internally, you know, the biochemistry of your body to be in constant stress mode, trying to obtain something that is, you know, basically non-existent? You know, what is that social status? What, what is all of this stuff, you know? Is it, is it something that serves the totality of creation? Is it something that serves you in the long run? You know, is it something that, uh, you know, when you, when you die, when you leave this physical form, um, is, is this what, you know, when you look back at your life, will, will you want to have spent all of your time uh, trying to acquire respect, trying to acquire material wealth? Or, or would you rather look back and, and, and thought like, yeah, I experienced the beauty of life and I expressed myself and 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 i loved the people around me and again mm-hmm. not saying what is good or what is bad but you have to ask yourself the question what do i want truly what what do i want to experience in this lifetime what do i want to create and and, and what do i want to what do i wa- want to give to everybody around us yeah very well put there since we've mentioned now the concepts of good and bad quite a few times Mm -hmm. throughout this conversation i want to share a story that i really enjoy regarding exactly that subject which is about a chinese farmer ah please do yes and so the story goes that there is a chinese farmer and he has his farm and he has one son living with him there and they take care of this farm and then they have uh, a neighbor farm there are neighbors living in a farm nearby and they meet each other regularly mm-hmm. so one day the farmer is out there and he has one horse the farmer only one horse and he and his son are taking care of the horse and the son for some reason forgets to lock the fence and the horse ends up running away mm-hmm. so their only horse is gone and you can imagine the neighbors, the neighbors, they come over for a visit and they say, wait, you must feel terrible. This is so terrible. The, your only horse is gone. And the farmer just looks at them and says, maybe. So the next day, uh, they are just taking care of the farm and they look in the distance and they see, wait, the horse is coming back, but he has more horses with him. There are five other horses there. <laughs> And he, he brings them back to the farm and into the fence and they get these wild horses and they manage to 
just obtain them there and the neighbors of course they come by and say man you know this is so great you you got five horses for free how amazing this is great and the farmer looks at them and he just has a little smile and he says maybe (laughs) and so the next day his little uh, son is uh, taking care of these horses and and he's, you know, grooming the new horses and, and trying to put on some uh, shoes under the hooves and, and taking care of this. And one of the horses ends up kicking him right in the leg and he snaps his leg in two. He breaks the Ooh. son's leg. And, of course, as you might expect at this point, the neighbors stop by for a visit later that day and they see this. The son is on crutches and his leg is uh, broken and they say man you know this is terrible and and you see the farmer of course he says maybe because <laughs> because the next day the army the chinese army comes knocking on the door of uh, at the farm and they say well now we are recruiting everyone uh, above the age of 18 or so the son was 18 years old and we are coming to get your son he is coming with us and so the, the son walks out the hall in his crutches and they, they see the son and they say, well, he's no good for the army like this. He will stay at home. So they don't take the son and they leave. And, uh, you know, of course, the neighbors come by and they say how fantastic this is. The son doesn't have to go and fight in war. <laughs> and you can see how this story, it just goes on forever. And the real meaning behind it is that Whatever might seem as a curse in your present moment might be the catalyst for a blessing in disguise and vice versa. Uh, exactly. The fact, the fact that we assume that we know what the present moment is setting up in the future is uh, really a, an assumption that will not serve us because we never know what actually is going to happen out of the situation that is. And when we see that you can't possibly know, Mm. then what serves us best is to assume that everything is a blessing in disguise, (laughs) that everything everything will lead to a great lesson, that everything will lead to great joy. Because you, you, you really have the choice to assume either one of the options, that things are quotation marks good or bad because anything can be presented as good or bad just depending on what the what context you put it in Mm. yes exactly and i think that's a that's a great story and 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 i've of course heard it before and and i always enjoy it and and it is like this uh it is this way of looking at life and, and 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 asking yourself also like what belief system serves me here you know and uh, we uh, we formulated this um this uh idea not so long ago that you know you think about yourself and like are you always behind the beat or are you in front of the beat are mm-hmm. you you know is life happening to you are you a victim of life or are you living your life you know mm-hmm. and we we kind of we were going through this as we were walking up a mountain, up a hill together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we, we took the decision to walk up there. But both <laughs> of us, you know, we caught each other in this moment when we were walking up and we were both like, 
dragging ourselves, you know, up this hill. And it's kind of like, this is so hard. And I'm like, oh, oof. And I just want to get to the top. And all of this is just kind of in my way. And I oh, want to be done with this. And then we realized, like, huh, we took the decision to walk up this hill. And, and, and now we're, we're treating it like it's like such a bad thing. It's such a chore. And we both went through this in our mind to like, okay, I'm going to experience this walking up the hill as a neutral event. I'm going to let, mm -hmm. let go of this idea that this is so hard. And when I get to the top, that's going to be the epic, you know, price. That's going to be the cherry on top. And everything up until that is just, you know, it's bothersome. Mm -hmm. And and we experienced together this, uh, this state of sitting here in the center of our head and our body simply moving and kind of, you know, like being in the, you know, running this big machine and, yeah. and, and it became a neutral event, something that was happening. Yes, of course, you know, the muscles are working hard. You're walking up a hill, but do you have to have constant thought about how hard it is to walk up a hill as you walk up a hill? Mm -hmm. Or can you simply experience the walking off the hill as for you know as what it is it's a neutral thing and and you decided to walk up that hill yourself yeah and that can be a perfect metaphor like everything else in life as above so below if you have something in the micro and the macro perspective it's usually something you can transfer to the micro as well you know mm -hmm. we have decided the two of us to embark on this journey to become musicians to uh express creativity and and we yes it's easy to th sometimes fall into the way of thinking of like ah oh, this is hard this is so much work this is like you know all day every day i'm trying to perfect this craft and you know it's it's a it's it's oh, oof. but you know at the end of the day it's it's what we have chosen and and do we view, view that as a as a victim of life as, as we're attached to the outcome of this, you know, we're trying to get mm -hmm. something out of this. Or are we simply, you know, enjoying this trip, this journey, walking up the hill for what it really is? It's an experience. And mm -hmm. it's coming from the place that we have decided to go on this journey. Yep. Uh <laughs> I would prefer that we call this a mountain, Ivan. <laughs> Than a hill. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to give the correct... <laughs> okay, yeah, it, 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 is, it was definitely a mountain. So, so people don't have the, the, uh, the mental image of us walking up a little hill being all devastated <laughs> by the experience. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it's definitely a mountain it's a it's it is it is a really high mountain on this beautiful volcanic island that i was living on in the summer and yes. um and and yes it, it is quite challenging and it is deep it, yeah it is <laughs> but yeah but back but, <laughs> yeah sorry you continue yeah i just want to expand a little bit on this concept can be named many things i called it earlier the choosing of seeing everything as a blessing mm. in disguise versus seeing everything as a curse in disguise yes in disguise it can also be referred to as 
are you being one step ahead of the beat of life or are you always one beat behind? Mm -hmm. And the most effective way I would say to describe this is by saying, are you going to be a victim of life or a conscious creator of mm, your life? Yes. Are you being lived or are you the one living? Exactly. But, yeah, did you have a thought that you wanted to get at there? Not, not really. I was just enjoying the the moment of uh, <laughs> of seeing us walking up like a slight incline and being totally uh, devastated. <laughs> <laughs> we went up this hill like... <laughs> at least, yeah, because you said the word so many times throughout this and the image just kept on crystallizing for me of like the common hill <laughs> <laughs> and seeing us how did we choose this man what have we gotten ourselves what into grim fate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that this hill be bestowed upon us <laughs> to devastate our physical existence <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, choosing to be a conscious creator in your own life and choosing to uh, be an instrument of creation and fine-tuning your personal instrument. Because, you know, the, the, the instrument of Stefan Eli might be different from the instrument of Ivan, but it's the mm -hmm. but it's this art of realizing that we are an extension of the creative force and we can fine tune this instrument and as we've been talking about this whole time by letting go of certain patterns we can make this instrument more clear. We can become more skillful at creating and our creation mm -hmm. becomes can become more deliberate it can become more conscious and we can guide it towards achieving something towards creating something that is beautiful to expressing something that inspires others um but to come back to i guess the beginning of this conversation um i feel that like I said before, that many of the ideas that I have been releasing recently have been more in the category of what we might call positive. Mm -hmm. For example, like I said earlier, having this idea of like, oh yeah, I am, I am such a, I'm such a conscious creator that I, I, I have to use all of my ability to make good in the world. I'm going to be mm -hmm. the type of person who has positive impact on the world and I'm always going to be using what I have to 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 make good and there's so much bad happening now in the world and I need to use all of my ability to the maximum capacity to heal the world to be the light mm -hmm. in the world. This is also, you know, one of the things that can start to skew our creativity. Because we become yeah. so determined on this idea that we must save the world. You know, we must be uh, perfect. We must be this, you know, superhero that saves humanity from its dreadful, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, destiny. Yep. And that, like I said, can start to, again, 
diminish our creative force, start to skew what we are wanting to create. Mm -hmm. Because again, we are absorbed in an idea that we need yep. to be something, that we need to achieve something. And, and it's this game of this one-up, one-upmanship. And I really like this analogy again that Alan Watts gave once. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the kid who wants the candy bar or you're the young adult who wants the perfect career or you're the middle-aged person or whatever that wants to get, you know, uh, a, a, a mate or a spouse or you're mm -hmm. the spiritual person who wants to get the enlightenment, you know. Mm -hmm. It's always the same force that's driving you forwards, that you want to acquire something that you don't have, that you mm -hmm. are something or you need to become something. It's this, it's all of these ideas, it's all of these emotions. And I think uh, East Forest, the, um, the, the, music, the musician that we both love and uh, respect, He put this beautifully in the podcast with Aubrey Marcus the other day that, you know, when you are yourself, when you are happy, when you are creating from this space of beauty, whatever you do is going to be what it needs to be. It mm -hmm. is going to be beautiful. It is going to be perfect. It's, it's, it is going to be inspiring. You don't need to sit down and... and, and decide that okay right now i'm gonna write a song that will inspire everybody <laughs> yeah. because then it, it's gonna be it's gonna be cheesy and it's gonna be lame we both know that you know yes. <laughs> and it's gonna come from a place that's trying to acquire something mm -hmm. but if you are truly coming from this space within yourself that you are content with what you have and you are happy and you are experiencing the beauty and the miracle of life, whatever you create, like I said, is going to be the medicine of the world. And it is going to be what will help the world. So it is this constant paradox of what, you know, what we've been trying to decipher, you know. Where is this balance between trying to inquire, acquire and, and letting go and letting things be, you know. Mm -hmm. it, is this, it is this thing of when you try to grasp it, It's, it's like, you know, grasping air. You, 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 you yep. can't get a hold of it, but you can breathe yep. it in and breathe it out. It's such, a, it's such a mysterious thing and it's such, a, it's such an interesting conundrum and an interesting thing of life that, you know, if you try too hard, you push it away. Mm -hmm. But if you let it come to you, it will come to you with ease. Yes. Ivan, my beautiful soul brother, <laughs> this has been a truly inspiring conversation for me, man. Mm, <laughs> so many great, so many great points that we got into, and uh, even more that we could get into. <laughs> yes, which will will definitely happen sooner than later. Yes, indeed. But it was such a blessing to talk, man, and thank you for sharing all your wisdom with me and everyone listening. Yes, thank you for having me once again. It's always a pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you in the physical realm when I come home for Christmas. 
And that's soon. And, so, <laughs> and we will have the have the opportunity to maybe do one of these in person and, and who knows, maybe do some Christmas related musical concerts or whatever we have in stores for the people listening. So so watch out for that. And yep. I'm sending <laughs> blessings to uh to every one of you in, in in all directions and keep on loving, keep on creating, keep on being whoever you want to be. And uh, I love you all dearly. And I love you, Stefan. I love you too, man. And right before we uh, hit the button here to stop this recording, is there are there any projects that you have coming up or anything that you would want to let the people listening know about? Yeah, so just to touch lightly on, I, I'm of course working on my new album. And uh, that one is going to be out. Uh, it's called Farfugl which translates to mm. migrating bird. And that one is going to be out next year. So I'm working hard on that. Um, also, I'm working on a project right now um, that is more in the ceremonial realm. It's a program that's called Start from the Heart. Uh, and uh, essentially, these are cacao ceremonies that I wanted to do in real life. But because of the situation right now in the world, I decided to, that it would be a beautiful thing to bring to people online to unite people and uh, I will through my social media and my web pages uh, announce when I'm opening this up to the public but I want to have there an opportunity to uh, bring people together through Zoom where I will send you a portion of your cacao we will have a philosophical talk, a guided meditation, play some music and set intentions for the day. And this is actually one of the themes that I am strongly implementing in my online ceremonies right now is this concept of letting go. So watch out for that. Uh, my new album next year and start from the heart online music and cacao ceremonies. I think that's all for now. Beautiful, man. Well, again, I'm sending out blessings to everyone for listening to this episode. There will definitely be more with me and Ivan coming out. So much love and gratitude. Much love. See you, brother. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode with me and Ivan Mentes. If you want to find Ivan on any of the social platforms, all you have to do is search for Ivan Mentes whether that be on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you like. Ivan Mentes, I will also link to all his socials in the description, in the box down below. And the same goes for me if you want to find me on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, Stefan Eli. And I remind you once again that Stefan Eli, the website stefaneli.live is now live. And on there you will find the podcast episodes, you will find the music, uh, you will find great pictures the blog uh my bio you can contact me on there and you can subscribe to the email list and if you subscribe uh right now you will get the free dimensions ebook i will send it to you right away contact me uh through instagram if you don't know how to access the website <laughs> but the website will uh, allow you to write in your email and then i will send this to you the dimensions ebook so Again, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. I'm sending kisses. 
and hugs out to all of you. Hope you have a good time. See you in the next episode, Stefanelli, with love and peace. Blessing. <laughs>